ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sale Show with Mark. Celebrating his 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. And now, let's welcome your hosts, Blake and Mark. <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a princess waiting for a boy to go. Pack a shoe, suck it in, suck it in, be a wife in a blue dress. The prettiest piece of property the land ever knew. She waited and she waited for the guy to show, but she didn't know that after midnight he was busy in her stepsister's bed so cinderella said plot twist Hello and welcome to the Blackest House Show with Mark, episode number 461. I'm your host, Blake. The Biggest Hill Podcasting style is off this week, dealing with some stuff. So let's bring on my co-host, the man who is legend, our wrestling historian, Mark Dead. How you doing? Doing well. Doing very well. Apparently, hey, I'm breathing. That's a good start. That's a really good thing. And um, apparently spring decided to show up finally. I don't know what happened, but we finally got spring finally starting, starting to show up around here. Well, it's only like three weeks late. Only. Only. All right. Um, so because Sal's not here, I moved things around song-wise, and I just figured I had a couple of brand new songs to play, so why not we do it? We open up the show with Jack, Cinderella Snap. Probably one of my favorite songs on the radio right now. <laughs> so, wow. So, love this damn song. So, little... What was that? It's a little edgy. I like it. Um, <laughs> that being said, let's actually, let's not even like waste time because I'm I, I'm dealing with a really crazy work day. So okay. I do want to get right into things. So help support the show and kind of times you can find the show and other products we work on at theblakeandstyleshow.com. Yeah, it's safe South Park, though. Hey, you can buy your shirts and stickers, hoodies. And more from our T Public store. Click on the T Public link and go to our website, or go to T Public and search the Blake and Sales Show. Hey, do we have our stress reliever toys in yet? Um, no, that's not a thing. Not all items actually available. All right, let's go to break. We'll come right back. All right, we're back. Okay, world class, always plugging. I know I am. Mandy's book, available on Amazon. Barnes & Noble are on tap publishing, available in English and in Spanish. And also, go listen to the Nadine and Mandy show. Should be returning very, very soon. Available on all podcasts and platforms, part of the Blake and Sal show family. All right, as always, we've been doing this all year. Let's look back at the last week in Blake and Sal show history. And we have a lot, a lot. That has happened in our history between April 22nd and May 5th. Um, first of all, with COVID first appearances, um, our old friend Kim, who has not been on the show in a few years, but her first appearance, she was on for like three years on the show, on April 28th, 2013. And Mandy's first appearance on this show was May 2nd, 2013. So, like, almost just about 10 years ago was her first appearance on this show. That's crazy. Um, and then we have a list of interviews. People have interviewed on this show. We've interviewed on this show. 
I'm gonna take a breath and go. April 25th, 2013, um, me and Sal sat down with John Philip Havoc. He was the one of the people that did the um, ECW, unauthorized ECW documentary. That's actually really, really, really good. Um, then me and Dad all, me and Dad, me and Sal also sat down with Sherry Ross on May 2nd, 2013. I sat down with Aaron Sparrow and James Savani from the, um, Darkening Duck Comics on April 22nd, 2016. You, me, and Sal all talked to Brian O'Halloran, literally ran in in the middle of an episode of the show, did an interview with him, and then he left, and then we continued the show. That was on April 29th, 2016. That interview also can be heard in full over on Clerk's Minute, if anyone wants to go hear that. Um... 20, April 28, 2017, was the great William Daniels. Matter of fact, last week um, in our archive show, you can actually hear that interview. I put that interview up last week on the archives. So you can hear that interview. Eee. Yes. And then April 24th, 2020, I sat down with Marilyn Gigliotti from Clerks Fame. And that is that. It's a lot of things. We have a lot. I, see, people always laugh at me. I'm like, we've had a crazy history on this show. It's just I have to have the time to actually talk about it. And this is our way of doing it. So that is that. So, here we go. And now, let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling. All right, um... So we're going to be covering about two weeks worth of stuff, and because of the draft and everything else, there's not a whole lot to talk about, which is nice. I'm not going to lie. So let's just do this. <laughs> um, the big story that came out right before the draft was Triple H um, unveiled the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. New champion will be crowned at Night of Champions. It is now a part of Raw. I'm very mixed on this idea. This because we do have still unified tag team champions and everything. Um, Dad, where do you stand on the new championship belt? Um, I'm kind of torn only because that I thought that the original idea was basically to split the belts again and, and basically have one on Raw and have one on SmackDown. This new belt that you're making, especially for Raw, just kind of tells me that you've decided to kind of ignore things or you want to try something different, but it, but here's the thing: if you try something different, I don't think it's going to have the results that you think it's going to have, and I think it's going to be looked as a tainted belt. Um, people are calling it the constellation belt, which is not a bad. That, that, that's what it is. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I think my issue is not the fact that they wanted to put a new belt a belt on Raw. I understand that completely. Like I get it. I think I think I hope they try to figure out a way to get the tag belts separated again. You know, but my issue, like you said, why did we just separate them? Like I know you don't want to end right. Roman's Universal Championship reign. I understand that completely, completely understandable. It's over. It's almost a thousand days. I get it. But that being said, why didn't you say? And I think I should do this for the tag belts as well. Why didn't you be mm-hmm. like, well? Whatever show Roman goes to, which is SmackDown, will be will have the Universal Championship, and then he mm-hmm. has to leave. And he has to then relinquish the other belt, correct, and bring it over to Raw. That's what they should have done, and then we can have a tor- same exact tournament and, and a champion right. for the WWE Championship. I don't understand why that's so difficult. I don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> it it's not. But then here's the other caveat. With this tournament, 
is Roman excluded from it? Yes, because it's a raw only. A raw only. It's a raw only. He's on SmackDown. Okay, because, because they made that clear. They made that pretty clear on Monday. Okay, because that was my concern that if there's no caveat and you let Roman into the tournament, and no, 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 no. The way it explained was no, no. The way it explained is he's on SmackDown. His championship is on SmackDown. This is a raw only belt. So they can't do the Roman wins the title thing. So they can't do that. See, then my thing is, is you let him keep the universal belt, which is the black belt. Which is the blue one. Take... Which is the blue one. Which is the blue one. And then the red one right. is the WWE okay. championship. Yeah. And then what you do is you take the red belt and you put it in the archives and say, okay, we're done with this. Oh, here's the problem okay. with that. Here's the problem with that. There's a problem okay. there. Then you know what you're doing. You're archiving the WWE championship. And that that gets rid of the legacy of the WWE Championship, and they're not going to do that. Okay, so that's the problem. Yeah, now you see the problem here. You know what I mean? Like, right. so so here here's the thing. When do you say when? I mean, would you get to the thousand days and say, okay, it's nice, it's real, and we just now we, we do what we wanted to do, or do you keep on going? That's the problem. That's why I don't understand why they didn't split the belts. I don't get it because you have nine so, champions. Where you easily, that's going to be the next time you see Roman more than likely, right? Or smack number four night champions or whatever. And he's not going to be a backlash. That's all I know. He's the next show with right. night champions after that. And that's right. in Saudi Arabia. And you know right. he's going to be there because they always pay him to be there. Right. My whole issue, and you, you said it perfectly. Why mm-hmm. didn't they split the belt at night champions then? Correct. Like, I don't understand it, the point. Because here's the thing. Roman has already set a record. Oh, yeah. Well, modern-day record. He is, I think, number five all-time. Right. So, my thing is, is since he basically got that, what else do you want him to accomplish? He's not going to be the longest-reigning champion because, here's the thing, no one wants long-reigning championships to go on. That's the problem, though. I I agree with you to a point. mm -hmm. I agree with you to a point, but... How do you bring that back if you do it? And they're doing it. We always say we want longer champion reigns. We've always said that on the show. We've always, always, always said that. But now right. that we're doing it, suddenly it's a problem. That's the problem I'm having Cause here's here. Because here's the thing. Roman's not going to be able to get to that echelon where, like, Bruno San Martino. Oh, I agree. I'm not arguing with that. You know, so my thing is, if, if that's what they're looking to accomplish, it's not going to happen. I mean, you're going to lose a oh. lot of fans if that's what you want to do. But, you know... Are they, though? Are, oh, no. are they, though? Ratings are the highest they've ever been. That ratings are the highest they've been in five years. Are they going to lose right, people? But I, but I think the majority of the fans in WWE don't want to see that long of a title reign. Because How do you know, though? Like, How do you know that for a fact? How do you know that for a fact? Because, obviously, no one's gone anywhere. During this part, during the first thousand days, nobody okay. has gone anywhere. As a matter of fact, so the ratings now, have gone so, up. So now here's the thing, okay? It, Roman has, and I'll, I'll put a cliche. Roman has gone through basically the roster list and is still on top. So now with the draft being done and finished, and you've got new blood to speak of. Do you put them in the hunt? Uh, yes, but at the same time, if he's only doing what three pay per views a year, does it really make a much of a difference? 
<laughs> so would you say at this point that Roman's contract is how can I put this? Um, a, a contract where basically I'll say it all. He's larger than charge. No, I think he was this smart and negotiated in his contract as champion that he doesn't have to be on every show. And you know what? I have to admit, that's pretty damn brilliant. So now... You know, I thought he was brilliant. Right. So now this brings me to the other question. Because there is always that caveat that a championship had to be defended in 30 days. That's not a thing anymore. You know that. Well... Daddy, Daddy, Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura held... Let me just say it, my hands. Shinsuke Nakamura um, had the IC Championship, what, for like a year? And he didn't defend it for six months. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. Right. Like... <laughs> I mean, is is this something that... Brock Lesnar say... held the belt for, what, two years? And, yeah, so... and people cared, but still, like, it didn't matter. So, here's the thing that I'm looking at. Is, do you think that something like that would come back? No. No, because then the whole Roman Reigns the whole Roman Reigns title right, doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, here's the thing: don't you want and that's what the new the, that's what the new championships for apparently. It's a particular okay, so, so now, and and this is just me. I'm not talking for anyone. It's just me. Don't you think you'd want other people to have that chance to see what they can do for the company? I agree, but at the same time, I insert John Cena. John Cena was 16-time champion. He won the belt a lot. He held the belt for over a year. And, yeah, there were the John Cena haters. But, honestly, did did business go down when John Cena was champion for over a year? No. No. No, they did not because it was John Cena. I think Roman Reigns has finally reached John Cena status. I think that's what happened. Right. I I think, and I, I could be wrong, but I think, they're looking at now with the draft being done and uh, people, new people coming into each uh, Raw and SmackDown that there is a possibility that they're looking for a new talent, a new a, a new face that you know they want to put the belt on or belts on and take it to another level. And and the perfect example is like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But they're not on his roster. They're on the Raw roster, and they're right. tag team champions. Right. So like so now, that doesn't matter now. Right. So I mean that there are a lot of things that happen that now you got like a lot of questions that are up in the air, and we don't know if they're going to be answered or they're going to be changed or rectified. And that's the whole thing. We have no idea what is going to happen, if anything. Yeah, I still don't like the fact that Cody didn't win the title of Mania, but that's just me. Um, so, by the way, I looked this up real fast. We're about to hit 1,000 days, correct? In WWE history. Correct. I wanted to know, because I was curious myself. Um, so, after that, the next title reign is Pedro Morales at 1,027. Roman will definitely pass that, for sure. So, then he'll be fourth all time. Out. And then the next one is... Um, Bruno Sammartino's second reign, which is hysterical the fact he has two reigns in the top four. That's funny to me. <laughs> it's hysterical yeah. to me. But his second reign is twelve thirty-seven, and then Roman, and then Hulk Hogan is fourteen seventy. <laughs> so, so that's another year. 
But yeah, so so he. I don't think he's gonna hit that one. I don't think he's gonna hit fourteen thousand. But I think he can pass that twelve thirty-seven, which is I, insane. He, anyway, he'll he'll break Pedro's for sure. I'm not sure if he'll get to Sarmentino's second reign or not. That's twelve to two hundred days. When's the next WrestleMania? In less than a year, so it's possible. <laughs> yeah, but 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 here's the thing. Do we have a new face that basically is going to come out of this and, I don't know. and have this a big fan gathering and, and get this tremendous push? Yeah, with Cody I mean, Rhodes, and they messed it up. It was Cody. <laughs> it was Cody. Well, there is a second chance to correct that, and they're looking into it, and hopefully they're going to pull the trigger on it. By the way, for those that are younger listening to this, and our audience is a little younger, that don't know yeah. the history of the WWF WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Dad brought it up with the Roman rumor of San Martino's first, the first Roman Reigns. And mm-hmm. we'll end the conversation here. I do want to move on to the draft talk. But for those who don't know, Bruno San Martino held the belt for 2,803 days. So if you guys are complaining about 1,000 days, <laughs> imagine if they tried to break that record. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But also, that was during the era where basically Bruno had a solid big fan base. Plus, wasn't he, he like, the, wasn't he like a god in New York? Wasn't he like a god in New York at that time in the 60s? Wasn't yeah, he like I, a god? I, mean, <laughs> I, be, I believe that he was so popular, he got the key to New York from the mayor. And I think it's sort of the proclamation on Bruno San Martino Day. And, and the thing is, is at that time, there was this big fan base, and you have to you have to look at Italians it. in New York. Majority of Italians in New York, yeah. Italian-American. Yeah, I agree. Right. By the way, so I do say, the only thing I think that, I think that record, I know he had the record for most sellouts at the Garden. And I think that was recently broken by Billy Joel. <laughs> that says a lot. Like, like when you have a record beat by Billy Joel, that says a lot to me. <laughs> and here's the thing with the Vince and the company, and then I want to rock the boat because here they, they, they was all about, you know, the cash cow, cash cow. We want money, 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 and Bruno's getting the, the money for us. So let's keep this going. Let's keep the party going. All right, before we get to the draft, I do want to do to plug one thing. I'm in the middle of an audiobook right now. And it's called Ringmaster by um, Abian mm-hmm. Ra- Abraham Wiseman. It's on Audible. It's all available everywhere. It is actually an unauthorized autobiography of Vince McMahon. Okay. And it is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Like, I'm currently, I've is- just gotten into the new generation era. Like, right before the, right between the, right between the 80s and the Attitude Era. I'm in there right now where they, they mm-hmm. ju- he just fired Warrior. For no, for giving commands at SummerSlam. I'm at that point. I'm at that point. So like, but it's a really okay. good, really good breakdown. If you want to know the history of WWF history, this is a very, very good book for that. I'll get back to it. Another another book drop today. So I want to listen to that first. I'll come okay. back to it. But hopefully by next two weeks when we come back, is, I'll be done with it. Okay. Is there anything that you, in this book that has come out that you? Or anyone else has to know about regarding... Not really. The if you know the history of Vince McMahon, you know. But it's interesting to hear it in order. Like, it's actually really interesting to hear right. things in order. And hear okay. it from, like, people like Dave Meltzer. And, like, people that lived it. Not from... Mm-hmm. And actually, they're also quoting Vince from, like, interviews and from documentaries and things like that. Like, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Like, what they're doing is actually really interesting because they're bringing Vince into the story without actually bringing him into the story, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. actually interesting how they did it. So, definitely recommend. So, go listen to that if you have a chance. It, it's a long book. Like I said, I'm halfway through it. But it's, it's really good. Um, 
I'm not going to bullshit you people listening. For those wondering why I haven't finished it, number one, I'm a big podcast person, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. And the other thing is, um, one of my, um, um, Emma Lovell's book just dropped today, and I want to listen to that first. So I'm going to listen to that, and then I'll come back over to this. So, <laughs> being honest. All right, let's get over to the draft. We're not going to go through the whole draft. But the problem is, I'm not going to lie, two things. First of all, somewhat mm-hmm. was somewhat predictable in some cases. That's number one. Uh-huh. And number two... I wasn't paying attention on Monday. Game 7, Devil Rangers was going on on Monday. I was not paying attention. I am not even going to bullshit anybody listening. I was, We had both on. I had the game on my laptop, and I had, I had Raw up on the screen, on the TV. I could not tell you 70% what happened on Raw. I couldn't tell you, because I was not paying attention. <laughs> I... I, I I understand where you're coming. Just being honest with people here. So you're, you're you're the New Jersey Devils, and my hats off to them. Have advanced to another round. Good for them. And here's the thing. I'd want them to go further. Let's see where this goes. Well, as people listen to this, it's Friday. Game two is tonight. Hopefully, they've won game one. And if they didn't, guess what? They lost the first two games in the last series, too. So who knows? Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I learned that last series. Who knows? Here's the thing that I found out with with the New Jersey Devils is the the term that you can use for them, unpredictable. Well, they're young and scrappy. That's what they are. They're young and scrappy. Well, there you go, uh, it, 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 and you can tell by the fights. Well, that, that was only a couple. Well, you're also you're also going with the Double Rangers series. We can't like base that off a of Double Rangers series. It's the no, you, dad, dad, dad. You didn't live through Double Rangers in the '90s. I did. No, it Trust me. What you saw in this seven game series is nothing compared to the Double Rangers in the '90s. So just throwing it out there. Okay. It's like the Brewers and the Cubs, so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, let's get to the draft. What I did take notes on, what I did was, like, I went through the champions. It's obviously some champions, so then we went through the, some of the big stuff, and then I went to NXT call-up. But that's really, for me, that's the most important part, is the call-ups for NXT. So we'll get to that in a second. So, first of all, the Bloodline, despite teasing them, despite the teases, the entire Bloodline is staying on SmackDown, including Roman Reigns and all... I'm sorry. And the Usos and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, Uso, by the way, did lose the, the rematch against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens last Friday, which surprised some people because they figured mm-hmm. they would want those bills defended in Saudi Arabia, and Sami didn't go to Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> but apparently they did not change that. So, there you go. Um, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, they switched shows as champions. Now, here's my problem. I get what they're doing here, because also the three Profits went over to, to um, SmackDown as well, because you're not going to break up Bianca and Montez. Right. My problem, and I've had the problem a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So you're switching shows. So now you have to switch championships. Because it's one thing. Right. It's one thing for Gunther and Austin Theory to switch shows. Mm-hmm. And they switch your belts. But you don't have to switch championships. Because they're the IC and US right. champions. Right. Here's my problem. Bianca just had this year plus reign. Mm-hmm. So if you switch belts... Does that end the reign? Good question. And it's going to start a brand new SmackDown reign. <laughs> and unfortunately, me personally, I, I, I don't have the answer. Right? Like, <laughs> do, do, do you like put like a asterisk or something and basically notate it that, okay, this is raw? And well, now... That's the problem I'm having here. Like, so somebody brought up, I think it was Jason Powell said it perfectly. Why don't they rename the women's championships? 
like you have the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship, or the Universal Championship, why don't you do something down for the women? So then, it's not Raw and SmackDown-centric, so you don't have this problem every couple of years. <laughs> you don't have to have this problem. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If you're making a new belt for Raw, why can't you make a different belt for the women? Well, I'm going to keep the belts. Let's change the names. Why do they have to be Raw SmackDown centric? I think the same thing about the tag team titles. Like, why do they have to be Raw SmackDown centrics? Then, because remember, right. was it Profits in the New Day? They had to do the belt swap, and it was so stupid. It was so dumb. And then you had the uncomfortable Charlotte Becky one in the ring. Like, it's so, so stupid. <laughs> okay, so now here's the thing that I'm going to ask, and I'll probably get. Just, good. Work, Just say care. it. Just say it. Okay, so now if you've got them switching to different programs, per se, or companies, um, wouldn't it be fair to say, okay, since you're switching and you're no longer champion of this company... Or the show. The show, really. To have a tournament to make a new champion? But then you would end Bianca's reign anyway. And then what did Rhea Ripley winning the title at Mania mean? That's the problem with your logic. Like, what is the point right. of having right. the title reign start at Mania? Right. And then it, moves, then, then it messes up things for the Judgment Day. There's, there's so many problems with your right. idea because it messes up everything. It literally messes up everything. But, but things are already messed up. Oh, I agree. So, but I'm saying, you, no, no offense, but your way actually messes it up more. <laughs> it actually messes things up more. Because my thing is... The storyline you provided for each of them no longer makes sense. Oh, I agree with you, but I think tripping them with the belt actually makes it make less sense. <laughs> you, know? uh, you would think, and I know I'm thinking logically, and Vince and, and other people don't. Well, Vince, okay, I, let me clarify something, because we always say Vince. Vince uh, is not in charge of creative. <laughs> Triple H is in charge of creative. I have to just clarify that. And then it, it, a lot of people are like, oh, Vince is watching the show. Vince got involved the day after WrestleMania. He occasionally will reach out. He will occasionally have ideas. And I've heard he'll change a show. I've seen something once in a blue moon. But at the end of the day, Triple H is in charge of creative. Let me we'll just clarify that. I just... So, storylines be damned. I don't know. The only thing that did make sense was when they said Brock Lesnar's a free agent. He's always been a free agent, so that shouldn't surprise anybody. He's always been a free agent. At least him being a free agent, at least him being a free agent makes sense for his character. That does make perfect sense for his character. Somebody has explained to me why Omos is a free agent. Let me explain that one to me. Brock has always been allowed to go wherever he wants to go. And that's fine. That's Brock's character. I understand that. It tracks. Well, why? Is almost a free agent? Why is Baron Corbett a free agent? Why is Dolph Ziggler a free agent? My heard that I is, why is Von Wagner a free agent? None of it makes any sense! <laughs> that makes any sense to me at all! But, but, but the whole thing is, when you use the term free agent, I mean, it's, it's like what? Is, is he like a future draft pick? Is I don't know. It? I think, I actually, what's funny about it, um, NXT, they tried, I'm going to jump to NXT call up. But now that I mentioned Von Wagner, as much as I can't stand the guy. Um, they tried to cover it on NXT this week. Where, um, where was it? Um, the fuck's his name? 
Von Wagner's manager. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, Stone? Thank you. Uh, Mr. Stone. He uh, was sitting down with Wagner, and he said, now that you're listening to the free agent, you're waiting for Raw or SmackDown to call you to select what show you're on, so try to step up your game down here. That at least makes sense. They try their damnedest to make that make sense. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is why... For an NXT person, that makes sense right. to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, and that, that to me, that's the whole term of free agent. Yeah. Basically, you're up for grabs for either company to say, okay, I want you. Yeah, at least, so that, at least, at least in NXT, they're trying to make that make sense. I mean, they're right. trying. Mm-hmm. And, and, here, and here's the thing. When it comes to Brock, Brock basically, like, oh, I don't care who wants me. Exactly. I'm that's fair. what I'm going to do. And that's fine. Like I said, that's Brock's right. character. What's the so NXT? Now, yeah. Because... Brock's a free agent. Does that mean that everyone else's free agent is going to follow Brock's lead? I don't know. I don't know. So, um, I mean, you never know when they're going to show up or where. True. All right, let's go for NXT. Like we said, NXT call. First of all, we'll go in order of how they happened. Um, NXT Tag Team Champions um, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn got drafted to SmackDown. The NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell got drafted to Raw. Um... So I have zero issue with this, personally, because they've done it in the past. Mm-hmm. My thing was, and we'll fast forward a minute here, because then we had also Katana Chance and Caden Carter got drafted mm-hmm. to Raw. Now, the problem here is on Friday, they made it, they did this whole thing where they said Chance and Carter are going to challenge Alba Fire and Isla Dawn for the titles on Tuesday to keep the belt in NXT. Mm-hmm. And then they got drafted to Raw. They didn't want the match anyway, and the belts are still on. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn on SmackDown. Why? And, and now, now, now that brings me to the other question, but I think we should probably bring up Indy Hartwell yeah. first. Yeah, Indy Hartwell goes to Raw. Now, here's the problem. I think Indy was going to drop the title anyway. Because she got hurt. She legitimately got hurt. Right. And I think she was going to go to um, go drop the belt anyway. So they give the yes. excuse of she's going to go to Raw with Dexter and everyone in the way. They're all going to Raw. Mm-hmm. It is funny because Johnny and Candace, Dexter and Indy are now all on the same show. Coincidence, so, isn't it? Well, it, I knew Candace and Johnny were going to stay together, but it's interesting that they put the way back together on Raw. And, and, and Indy mentioned that. Well, anyway, so I have a feeling she's going to drop a dial anyway. But now just give me an excuse. We're going to leave the NXT Women's Championship in NXT. We're going to put it, we're going to have a tournament starting next week, and then we'll have the winner crowned at Battleground on Memorial Day weekend. No problem with that. I think that's a great idea. They got the fantastic idea. You brought up to me before we went on the air. You have issues with the fact they didn't do the same thing for the tag belts. Go ahead. Correct. I mean, my my whole thing is when they did drafts in the past, is that if they have call ups from and in that time, it wasn't NXT. No, it was always been NXT. It's always been NXT. Right. Became the drafts. When came to draft, it's always been is NXT. That, is that when you came up to a main roster? That if you have a title, you would relinquish it and come to not really the main roster. Not with, really, with... not really, because most of the time, what they would do this is yeah. actually because I know because they've had this discussion on eight years back. Okay, they wouldn't do that. What they would do was do a lot like they were try, they were going to do with the tag belts, where you have someone to, they have defense, mm-hmm. and then you drop it on the next show, like you did with when Seth Rollins got caught up. He dropped the belt to Big E. When Big E right. got called up, he dropped the belt. I think to Bo Dallas. When Bo mm-hmm. Dallas was getting caught up, he dropped the belt to Neville. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they were doing with the Women's right. Championship. The only time they've ever done this was the Women's Championship, I think, with Asuka. And that had nothing to do with anything except they didn't want her to get lo- get pinned, which I understand because they had the winning streak going on, so they had to relinquish right. the title. 
but like this is weird to me how they did this inconsistently. Like it's very inconsistent what they did here. Right. I mean, you know, if you're going to pass on the tag belts and Kaden and Katana or got called up to the main roster, then there should have been another tag team. I agree. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. That basically should have should have got the belts. One hundred percent agree. We should have made a triple threat on Tuesday. Right. But I don't know who they would have put in there. But I agree with you one hundred percent on that. So now, now Trips has basically muddied the waters. Well, did he though? I don't know. They can figure something out. They have time. They have a World Weekend is their next show. Maybe they'll have something big booked. I don't know. Problem is, I can't even give you a tag team at NXT Women's Tag Team that could beat them right now, especially since Chance and Carter are now on Raw. Like I can't even give you one because everyone broke up in the last six months. Like everyone's broken up, <laughs> or they're hurt, or they're hurt. You know the. The team with uh, Ivy was, but they broke up too. They broke up too. They broke up that. Like so, I mean, Fallon Henley and um, what's her name? They broke up. Right. So like, there's no women's tag team right now in NXT. <laughs> so that's the problem. And then you also realize like they were doing something with Sol Ruka, but then she got hurt. Like there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So I have a feeling they don't have a tag team to put it on right now. Because they pulled up, they called up, they called up Chance and Carter. That's the problem. So, my theory is, okay, you let them keep the NXT belts, and, and then they have a title defense on the roster. So, does that mean whoever else wins the belts goes to the NXT? I guess that's the logic, I guess. But that depends on who beats them. Remember, remember um, what was it, um, Solo? He was North American champion, and then he defended it on SmackDown randomly, and then he had to relinquish the belt on NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, they remember that? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know. They're very inconsistent with this. They always have been. Always have been. Like, I don't have a clue why, but they've always been inconsistent with this. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, time will tell. We're gonna find out what happens. I mean, we'll we'll see where it goes. So, the rest of the NXT call-ups. Here we go. I cracked up laughing when I saw Apollo Crews got redrafted to Raw. That cracked me up. I'm not going to lie. That made me laugh. I'm like, really? Apollo got redrafted? <laughs> um, and then also, um, Jinder Mahal also got redrafted to Raw with, with Indushir, um, with Sangha and Veer. Which, by the way, I got to admit, you put Sangha and Veer in front of, like, KO and Sammy, and that could be a hell of a mismatch, tag team match. That could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, I would, would like them to, uh, you know, have a shot at the Viking Raiders. That would be also fun. That would also be a very fun matchup. That would be cool. Like that's something that we're, we're, that's the idea. That's an idea I like. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> they're on the same roster. Viking Raiders are on Raw too. They're on Raws too. So that would be something different. And you could do a tag team rivalry yeah, without the belts. Right. I mean, we're. Lo- I looked at these guys and, I, and I'm looking at. It's going to be a matter of time before the belts are on them. I can't argue that. They're very, you know what they remind me of? They remind me of like a um, Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan when they were the Bludgeon Brothers. That's what they remind yeah. me of. So, or, or, or and like, I like that gimmick like, a lot more than a lot of people did. So, like, I like that, I like that gimmick a lot. So, or, or the, the, the Wild Samoans. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just using more, a more, more like recent modern comparison because I, I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed that gimmick more than a lot of people did. <laughs> so, um, let's see here. We have J.D. McDonough, Zoe Stark, um, Odyssey Jones. They all got drafted to Raw. 
Um, JD McDonough did have a fucking amazing match on Tuesday night with Dragon Lee to send off. That oh, was yeah. fucking fantastic. Um, SmackDown, though, I think about the free agents. The free agent ones are funny. It's Van Wagner and Zion Quinn. I'm not gonna lie. I forgot Zion Quinn still worked here. Until he got he got put on free agent list, I completely forgot he still worked here. You're, you're probably not the only one. <laughs> I think Zion Quinn still works here. Okay, because I complain about Von Wagner all the time. But at least he's on television. I have no idea what Zion Quinn well, is. <laughs> my my whole thing with Von Wagner, okay, and and don't get me wrong, but I, he doesn't seem to have it. Anything, anything at all, anything at all. He can't barely walk I mean, without looking dumb. Here's the thing: if you have a match against what's his name, Hank, oh, God damn, uh, I, I think that Von would lose. I really Jesus. do, and and Hank would get over. Um, so on SmackDown, the big ones. I thought these are great moves. First of all, Cameron Grimes finally moving to SmackDown. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. Really, really, really if excited. Anyone I hope they do it right. Hope they do it right. Right. If anyone deserves to be called up to a main roster, it is him. I agree. It's been a while we've seen him, and I think maybe he was hurt until they finally got him on the roster. Big deal. Now they're having they're having images of him, and I'm telling you, if you expect him to look like he did the way in NXT, you're going to be greatly surprised. I'm happy to hear that. I'm not going to lie. I'm very happy to hear that. The other one that I cracked up because of um, last Tuesday's NXT, pretty deadly. Came back from the dead and got drafted to SmackDown. Uh, which I, yes, boy! Okay, so, okay, I have to say something because I didn't know this happened. I heard about this on a podcast today. So, you know what Pretty Deadly did? You know what they did? And I give them all the credit in the world for this. Go ahead. They did not have to do this. Because the last time we saw Pretty Deadly, they were thrown in the river by, thrown in the river for dead by, um, by, um, Stax and, Stax. uh, and, uh, D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. The last time we saw them. Well, they get drafted. To SmackDown, and they put up a video with them crawling out of the river, saying, "Oh, we almost died." <laughs> I cracked up laughing when I saw that. I'm like, "Thank you, thank you for being you, because you guys are the reason why it works. <laughs> this is why it works so well. Because you guys do stuff like that." <laughs> I hope people on SmackDown are ready for this because they are so unique that I hope people are ready for it. <laughs> I. I, I guess we'll see what will happen. I mean, oh my god, I'm excited! I really am excited yeah, for we, it. I mean, here's the thing: uh, they're on SmackDown. They're on SmackDown. They're on SmackDown. Okay. I almost say mm-hmm. if they're going to split up the tag belts, you put them in tournament for the title. The new one put the belts on right away. You put those belts on them right away if they're going to put the tag belts up. That's what I would do. <laughs> Have them go against the Street Profits. That'd be fun. That'd be crazy. Talk about two different, completely different teams that never face each other. That is so interesting. Oh, my God. Correct. Correct. And then the other big Correct. one that was literally the last draft pick announced. It was on um, Raw Talk. It was the last thing announced. And I think it's the steal of the fucking draft. Grayson Waller is on SmackDown. This is amazing. He's one of the best heels in NXT. And I think he can lead the fucking... If they, if they really want to do this, they can have him lead the fucking mid-card on SmackDown as U.S. champion. Like, this is a big move, and I think it's a great a great move for him to be on the main roster, finally. Yes. He brings in a, a lot of... Uh, he brings a lot of everything. I mean, he seems to... You know, 
he's a jokester, and then there's times where he's very serious, and then there are times when he's got that high energy that he brings. So, I mean, for him to come up on, on the main roster on, on, on SmackDown, I, I think this is going to work in his benefit. And if he goes against Austin Theory and takes the title, I think that's a good thing. I agree. And you're, I agree. And, and you're going to see a somewhat of a change, if you want to say, as far as him getting a, a broader fan base because – Right now, he's he's got he's got that charisma. What's interesting gonna... about him, a lot of people don't realize, is he's also a reality TV star. He was on Australian Survivor. He's friends with all the reality. That's the one thing that people don't realize about reality television. It's like the Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race people are all friends. Like, they have parties together, and they do all something. Like, Johnny Fairplay, Johnny Fairplay, who also does ProWrestling.net stuff, he mm-hmm. has a podcast that is pretty much just him hanging out with his reality TV friends because they all friends are all in one big group. So, like, he has all that. He's like The Miz. For The Miz, is popular because people know who he is. He's what SmackDown yeah. needs as The Miz is on Raw. Like, it's a very, very big deal. I think other people are underestimating this if you've never watched NXT, how big of a deal this will be. And the, the potential was if Grayson would have been chosen to go to Raw and he would go against The Miz. I think you can't have them on the same roster. I don't think you can have Miz and him on the same roster. That's my thing. I think you have to have them separate. I think separating them is better for Grayson Waller in the long run because then you're not comparing him to The Miz. To be completely I, I, honest I, here. I guess so. Because then what do you do with Logan Paul? Logan Paul can do whatever the hell he wants. Logan Paul wasn't Jurassic. Logan Paul's like a little bit of the free agent, which cracked me up, by the way. He's like a little bit of the free agent. There, there we go. That's funny to me. They made this big deal Logan Paul, and he's not even like, he wasn't even drafted anywhere. I think that's hysterical to me. Trish Stratus was drafted, but Logan Paul was not drafted. I don't understand this draft at all. He, 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 he is kind of like the, the forgotten about free agent. Oh, we'll bring him back when yeah, we need it's him. It's just so and funny to me. Agent, yeah, but, it just, that's hysterical to me. Um... One other thing before we go to Backlash, um, I don't know if you heard this yet, but I know this is a big deal. Um, Carmella is officially on maternity leave. Carmella and Corey Graves are having a kid. I'm really excited for them because I know Carmella had some issues with pregnancy in the past, and she's finally pregnant, and they're having a kid. And they announced it the other day. WWE made a big announcement of it, so congratulations to them. I'm really happy for them. I, I love the two of them as people, so I'm really excited for the two of them. Congratulations, Corey. I'm surprised. Well, maybe he doesn't want to like bring in, you know. I think they didn't want to bring it up on TV because Carmella's not on television, and they want to bring that part probably on TV. Plus, I think after their last pregnancy issues, I don't think they want to talk about it on regular television. To be honest with you, yeah, I I think they're just gonna hope for the best and see what they put up. By the way, if you're if you're following them on Instagram, they put up one of the thirstiest fucking trap. Photo shoots to announce their pregnancy. I've ever seen for someone announcing a pregnancy. <laughs> Go check those pictures out. Boy, the two of them are fucking hot together. Those were amazing. So, <laughs> just don't follow the Kim Kardashian way, please. That's why I'm saying do the um. um Go follow Mella. Well, Mella is fucking hot. So like she puts up pictures all the time. But I thought this is one of the best photo shoots I've ever put up because it was the most thirst trappy pregnancy announcement I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but it was amazing at the same time. <laughs> just wait, wait till the bump gets bigger. Okay, so that's that. Let's do this.
know what's funny? Is when I heard this music in the commercials, I thought it was just like a WWE, like, music they put up there just to have for the commercials. And no, this is actually a real song. This um, this is called Franco Latino by um, um, Alibi Music. I did not know this was a real song. It's actually available on Spotify as a legitimate song. I'm like, okay, good for them. They actually paid for a, they paid for a song for this. <laughs> I thought it was a Bad Bunny song. No, no, because I looked it up and I thought like a Bad Bunny song would be do the theme song of the show. I then I would thought too, and like yeah. the Booker T song has also been all over the place. The Bad Bunny Booker T song, I thought that was gonna be a theme. That was easy for this, and no, they did this song. It's completely different. I like it. It's something different. You know what I mean? I give wow. them credit for something different. Okay. The fifth theme, because we have WWE Backlash in Puerto Rico, hosted by Bad Bunny. Hosted by Bad Bunny. Um, by the time this show goes up, I know they're doing a press conference on the on the cock, hosted Correct. by Bad Bunny, and then SmackDown's also going to be in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. this week. Um, so that's the last SmackDown before the roster the roster split the roster split officially becomes official. That'll be Friday. Uh-huh. But then we have Backlash. This is a really strange card. <laughs> That's what I thought, but... Now, the thing is, here's my problem with this card. So, what's interesting about this card for me is that it's like, let's put matches together, and then we'll have the drafts. So, who knows if it matters? <laughs> this is a strange show. This is stranger than Saudi Arabia cards sometimes. Because it's like, well, like I, I don't well, get case, this card. <laughs> well, case in point, the first match... Yeah, well, you know we'll start from the bottom to the top. We'll talk about everything. Yep. Um, right. The matchup, apparently... Apparently, from what I'm hearing, nobody told Seth Rollins this match was happening until it announced on SmackDown. Until it kind of announced on SmackDown, no one told him. <laughs> no one told him. So he's been doing his damnness to make this work, even though his main storyline now is going after the new World Heavyweight Championship. So I don't understand the point of all this, but it is Seth Rollins versus Omos. There's nothing to talk about here. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> The only thing that I've got is is a big question mark. Why? I, I guess I, mean, I guess the only thing I can see is they're putting they're gonna have Seth win, and then he's gonna be the net, the first world heavyweight champion. Because everyone's saying Cody, Cody, Cody. I think it's gonna be Seth, personally, and I think this will be the big win. Saying, look, I beat the biggest guy on the roster, so I'm gonna put myself in this tournament to win the title. That's the only thing I got. So, That's all I got. So, so <laughs> that wouldn't be so far-fetched to say that it would be a match between him and Cody for the belt. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out the tournament bracket. I think, for those wondering, because we don't usually preview, uh, don't usually preview Saudi shows on our mm-hmm. show, but because of this title and mm-hmm. the problem, here's the problem we're running into. Memorial Day weekend. There's three shows we're going to have to talk about on here because we have AEW, Double or Nothing, we have NXT Battleground, and then we have this tournament going on in Saudi Arabia all on the same weekend. And I'm not even watching that show live, the Saudi show live, because we have a birthday party to go to. So I'll be watching that one on delay. So it's good. And I'm not watching NXT show live because we're paying for freaking um, Double or Nothing. So I'll be watching that on Memorial Day. It's going to be a strange weekend. So I think what we're going to do is we'll talk about the tournament only. When we get there, when they announce the brackets, and we come do that weekend because we're going to have so much other things to talk about, we're going to talk about the brackets. I don't think it's smart to do Seth versus Cody in the final. I don't think it's smart. I think you do something else because not a Seth is a face. 
But Seth is the heel to hold up a story, but now Seth is the face. Okay. And I don't think you want to do that Seth Cody rematch in Saudi Arabia. So I think you do like something do like you, a Seth versus Drew, something like that. Do you, do you still have a storyline where Cody would basically unseat Roman? Yes, I think you still. I think you find a way to get a rematch with Roman at SummerSlam. I just don't know how. I have no idea how. Don't know how okay. we get there, but I think you do something where you have Cody get a title match shot against Roman at SummerSlam. Okay. I think the title range should end at SummerSlam. That's what I personally think. But then I've also been saying that for a while. Uh, and Sal agrees with me on that too. So, but yeah. So we're agreeing that Seth wins this match though? Without a doubt. I don't see why he wouldn't. Okay. Um, United States Championship. It is also Theory, Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed. Now, when they were all on the same roster, this match made sense. But now, Bronson Reed's on Raw. Bobby and Austin Theory are on SmackDown. Um, I don't see the point in dropping the title now. Because originally, when they had Bobby go over to Raw, over to SmackDown, and you kept Austin Theory on Raw, then I'm like, okay, maybe they'll put the belt on, on Bobby. Mm-hmm. Put it over on SmackDown. But now, that they put Austin Theory over there, I don't see the point in dropping the belt. So Austin Theory retains. <laughs> I, I uh, Here's the thing. Austin Theory is going to retain, and now with Cameron Grimes coming into the scene... I think he's going to be in the hunt for the belt. Ooh, ooh, maybe have Cameron Grimes. Oh, my God. I just realized something. Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, and Grayson Waller are all on the same roster. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) That just dawned on me. That's going to be fun. That just dawned on me. (laughs) Oh, my God. So... Oh my god, that, that could be the best like, so, mid-card so, ever. That could be the best mid-card. So, you throw it off the theory honest, to that mess? You, you <laughs> can honestly say that all those individuals would be in the hunt against Austin. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. That could be amazing. <laughs> that could be amazing. Fail <laughs> oh. away. Imagine it. Oh wow. All right, um... Back to the card. I think Austin Theory retains, by the way. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, okay. I mean... I originally was saying Bronson Reed before they left them on Raw. That was my original thought with Bronson Reed, and then they left them on Raw. Correct. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. Now there is no real hurry to basically get the belt off of him. Exactly. I just thought... I, that was my original thought was going to be Bronson Reed until they changed things. Okay. Yep, that's so, what I was going for. Okay. <laughs> This is where things get dumb. The SmackDown Women's Championship, defended by Rhea Ripley, who's a Raw wrestler, against Puerto Rico's own, Selena Vega. There's no chance in hell you're taking the belt off Rhea. There's no chance, especially since you're going to have they just put her on Raw as champion. Like, I love Selena. I love the NWO. But there's no way to hell. Uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Never say never. But no, 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 don't even play this. There's no way. (laughs) Here's the thing. You could have her drop the belt to Selena. No, you can't. (laughs) No, listen. Hear hear me out. And then what happens is the backing of Selena 
changes. I don't know, no, no. Leave it alone. Keep the belt on Rhea. Keep Judgment Day by itself. You have um, Zelina Vega go back over to SmackDown with the OWO and get stronger and then eventually win the SmackDown, whatever the hell the championship over on SmackDown is down the road. Uh, I, that's just how I look at it. I'm sorry. I, I, I love Zelina. Please, don't get me wrong, people. I love Zelina Vega. I've had for a long, long time since she was managing Andre, Andre, um, um, Andrade Omos in fucking NXT. I've loved her since then. But I just, I, I, no way in hell they do this right now. I just, I can't. The only reason she's got the title magic because it's in Puerto Rico. That's the only reason. And this will be the, this will be the time where the Puerto Rican actually loses because we'll have the main event and we'll get to there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Raw okay. Women's Championship defended by SmackDown wrestlers. Go figure. Um, Bianca Belair defending against EO Sky. So originally, before they drafted Damage Control over to SmackDown, I figured uh-huh. you have EO Sky beat Bianca, keep the belt on Raw. And then they moved Damage Control over to SmackDown. And we don't even know what they're going on with the title. So I don't see Bianca losing. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, if there would be a title change, you would make the storyline so more complicated. Exactly. Than be that, that you would lose. You, you, you would lose people trying to figure it out. I agree. So. Oh, question. Good question. Does Damage Control make it to SummerSlam? Do you think we're going to be together through SummerSlam? No. I don't think so either. As much as I love I them, don't. I don't think I, either. I, I, I see Sky leaving damage control, but then now with the call-ups and the draft done, I mean, who do you see coming in? I don't I know. Mean, I actually see EO and Dakota turning on Bailey and going off on their own, and then Bailey being yes. the top face on SmackDown. They don't, her and Bianca would be 1, 1A, 1B then. Yes. Yeah. I would I would say that would be probably a good possibility. That's probably leaning towards. And 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 unless you bring in, that's the problem. We don't have any options. <laughs> how many options? You know, the only thing I know because she's on Raw. Looking at the call-ups, that she's on Raw. Mm-hmm. They drafted everybody over to Raw, so like all the women went to Raw except for Abba Fire and Isla Dawn. So like, there's really nobody else here to work with that. So well. Do you bring in uh, Dakota's old tag team partner and friend? Tegan Knox? Isn't she on the roster? Isn't she hurt again? I believe she's hurt, but I believe she's on the SmackDown roster. But at that point, though, she's hurt again. That's the problem with Tegan. Oh, then, uh, you know. I, I, but, yeah, but, I mean, the, the, the logical thing would, would be for EO and Dakota to turn on Bailey. And now let's see if Bailey's got any friends that are going to. Bailer ass out. I swear to God, if they do Bianca and Bailey versus Io and Dakota, I will crack up laughing and enjoy every single second of it. Oh, <laughs> God. Dude, that, that's something that's too predictable, but it's probably going to happen. Exactly. Speaking of a match, that's feel, this next match feels like the main event of an international, like, remember those, um, remember those pay-per-views they used to do back in the back in the day where, like, they would have a main event that was only for the international audience, like in Australia or, like, in the UK, like, at Rebellion? That's what this feels like. Yes. That's what this match feels yeah. like. It is the bloodline, Souls of Cohen and the Usos with Paul Heyman against Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. <laughs> what are we doing? But I want to say something, and I want to make a comment about this. Go ahead. I really, 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 really enjoy Matt Riddle, Sami Zayn, and KO. Because Sami Zayn playing the middleman, while KO wants to kill Matt Riddle for being the most annoying son of a bitch in the world, might be my favorite thing going on on Raw right now. Because <laughs> I can relate to this Kevin is, so is, much. This, I can relate to KO so much right is now. Like, 
the, like the three brothers. And I love it. The middle, the middle brother that's basically keeping peace between the two other brothers. And, and, and that's the way it is. And, or if you want to basically go like a modern Three Stooges, okay, we'll do that. But it works. Yeah, I love it. it I, my favorite part is KO turning on like, being like, oh my God, he's going to be, he wants to hang out with us all the time. All the time. Like, I, I, like I said, I was only having a but I cracked up laughing at that reading. The way he yeah. said that made me laugh so hard. That's what I think. It's like the older brother doesn't want the younger brother tanging along. He's like, oh, yeah, he's annoying. God, he's going to be following us all the time. Well, guess what? Here he is. By the way, my favorite part of last Raw, last week's Raw, was, and nobody caught this reference. I'm probably the only people that caught the reference that they were doing. He brought up okay. the Anastasia of Puerto Rico from Little Giants. I, I'm probably the only people that caught that damn reference, and I cracked up laughing. Because a lot of people did not catch it. A lot of people were like, oh, he's making some joke about Puerto Rico. It was a Little Giants reference. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe he referenced Little Giants. <laughs> I love that movie. I did not expect to hear that reference on Raw on any level. <laughs> but anyway, back to the match. Um, so, I don't know what to do here. My common sense tells me, because the way they're doing the whole storyline with Solo, is you don't have the bloodline win. And then you come back to SmackDown, and now Roman and Solo, Roman's more pissed that they lost this match. And then you have Solo becoming more angry and angry and eventually turning on his brothers. But I don't okay. know how that works either. So Okay, well, then here's the thing. You know, if you have family, there's infighting in family. So what you do is you set up a tag match where you've got Roman and Solo going against the Usos. Now that would be interesting. Now that would be an interesting tag team match. And, and that's the thing because as it stands right now, in storyline, the bloodline is slowly disintegrating and falling apart. I agree. Um, so who wins this thing? I, I'm going with KO, Sammy, and Matt Riddle, and I think um, Jay's getting pinned to set up oh, this further for the storyline. Yes, yes. And here's here's the beauty part. I see Sammy pinning Jay. That would be cool. Now that, now that makes storyline sense. That makes storyline sense right there. I like that. Um, so we have our, then we have our main event. We have... Cody Rhodes taking on Brock Lesnar. Now, um, common sense says Cody should win this match. Yes. Do you follow common sense here? <laughs> I, I, I'd say Cody wins the match because that you're going to still continue with storyline because he still talk about it. Ooh, so I just if, had a thought. If, I just had a thought. Sorry, okay, I just had, go ahead. I just had a the thought. thought. Cody wins this match. We were uh -huh. trying to figure out how we get Cody out of that tournament and doesn't win the title. We're trying to uh -huh. figure out how to do that, right? At yeah. Night of Champions, you have Brock cost Cody his match to get into the final. Uh-huh. Because Brock's going to be there anyway. You know the Saudi Arabia is going to want Brock there. You have Brock oh, in yeah. a match separately. You do whatever you do with Brock Lesnar separately. Yeah. Then you have Brock cost Cody his match in the tournament. That's then needing a rematch between the two of them so, at like SummerSlam or something. Okay, so now you do you put Brock back in the hunt to go against Roman? No, 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 not that at all. What you do, you keep the Brock Cody rivalry going, and you cost yeah. Cody the title, and then we get another Brock Cody match down the road. 
Okay. Keep Brock I mean, and Roman away. Keep yeah. Brock and Roman away from each other because nobody wants to see that match. Nobody wants to see that anymore. Keep them away from each other, but because this has nothing to do with Roman. This has nothing to do with Roman. But my point is, the last one was entertaining, though. But my point is, the last one was entertaining. I agree with you, but my whole point here is though that no, the whole thing is that Brock has nothing to do with Roman. Brock has a few with Cody, so if Cody beats him here, Brock is gonna be right. more pissed off. So the next time he gets his hands on him will be at Night of Champions, and he costs Cody the title. Then we have a rematch, and that keeps Cody out of the title picture for a little while. Okay. And you have, like, Seth or someone else win the title, and that keeps Cody away from the title that nobody really wants him to hold anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I know it sounds complicated, or, but that's how you or, do it. <laughs> or, or we do the reverse, reverse scenario where, okay, Cody wins the new Raw belt. See, that's a, I don't like I don't like the idea. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, challenges Roman. He wins. No, and now you hell got no, 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 no. You're, you're, the belt you're already you're already breaking the fucking um, you're breaking the fucking you're breaking the fucking drop before it even begins. <laughs> because here's the thing that I'm thinking in the back of my head. You got to remember the company that Cody came from. No, I agree. No, no, I'm not arguing with you. My whole point is, though, right. I think you keep that belt off Cody as long as you possibly can. You do not put okay. that World Heavyweight Championship on Cody anytime soon. You just don't do it. Because then you okay. know what it is? He had the Constellation Prize title reign then. Then what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, you can't even beat Roman Z when you want another belt. That's what it's going to feel like. You know, that's okay. what it's going to feel All like. Right. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that more yeah. when the brackets come out. Um, okay, got it. Finally, our main event. Stand one, street fight. It is... I can't believe I'm saying this. Bad Bunny <laughs> versus Damian Priest. The funny part is, people are going to watch this because of Bad Bunny. It's not a peacock. You're going to watch this because of Bad Bunny. But the funny part about this, this is a year-and-a-half-long fucking storyline. It's a year-long storyline because they were tag teamed last year at Randy WrestleMania. So this is like a year-plus storyline. That's <laughs> the people don't realize it's actually a thing. I think I'm pretty damn crazy. <laughs> Here's the, I mean, when Bad Bunny was on the action, he basically knocked out Finn Balor. Oh, no, it was, it was Dominic. It was Dominic. It was Dominic. It was Dominic. Okay. <laughs> no, it was Dom. Because Finn was in a match. Finn was in a match. When he knocked out, when he knocked out Dom, you know, that made him like a badass. So also, like... here's the thing. I'm going to just be completely blunt and honest here. There is no way in living hell in Puerto Rico that Bad Bunny can lose this match. Or there will be oh, a riot. There will be oh, a fucking riot. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. If, if he loses, I guarantee you there's going to be guards at the border that's not going to let you cross. And they're yeah. going to say, Well, they're in the same country. Never mind. We're in the same country. We're in the same country. But there will be a fucking riot in the fucking stadium. There is no way in hell that anybody can lose this match. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> no, oh. I mean, not even the thought about that yeah, because yeah exactly I mean, let's just be honest here like <laughs> here's the thing you're going into puerto rico you and from my understanding is, is i don't think this is, is this the first time that wwe's been there since 2006 since 2006 okay do you really want to rock the boat oh, no. and basically you know kill the cash cow plus the fact that it's bad bunny the biggest musical act in the world you have him on your show legitimately the biggest act on the planet. He went to the Met Gala during Raw. Like, he is the busiest guy in the world. <laughs> you do not 
want to embarrass this entertainer because it will come back to bite you in the ass. I mean, the funny part is, he's one of the few celebrities where he's like, well, we're in Bad Bunny this week. Oh, he's at Coachella. Okay, cool. That's fine. That, that's what happened during the scene. Like, he took two weeks off because he had to go to Coachella. Like, <laughs> he's a little busy. I mean, the, fact I mean, that he took, the fact that he wrote this into this schedule, Friday, Saturday, for this pay-per-view, says all you need to say about this guy. <laughs> I don't know about you, but me personally, I think Bad Bunny is more of a badass than Logan Paul. I can't even argue with it. Like, he is like, Logan Paul's a good wrestler, but Bad Bunny is a fucking badass. <laughs> like, let's just be honest here. And here's the thing: when he comes out with his entourage, I if I don't. By the way, if Bad Bunny doesn't come out wearing an LWO shirt, I'm gonna be very disappointed. I'm gonna say that right now. If he doesn't come out wearing an LWO shirt with the LWO, I'm gonna be very, very yeah, disappointed. Bad Bunny's going to come up with an LWO shirt, and he's going to have a chain around him. Yeah. Guaranteed. This is going to be a fucking war. It's going to be crazy as hell. There's no way no Bad Bunny loses. So, that's our main event of the show. I, if this is the main event of the show, I'll be stunned. I'm not going to lie. I'll be stunned if this is not the main event of the show. <laughs> but this is probably the strangest hate review we had in a while. <laughs> this, this particular match will be the main event. Oh, yeah. We'll talk everything. And I guarantee you, people will be talking about it come Monday at the water cooler that this was probably the best match of the whole card. I can't wait for people that don't watch WWE to watch this and be like, wait, what's Bad Bunny doing? Like, what the hell's going on? Like, wait, he's in a street Bad fight. Bad not doing a concert? Like, Bad Bunny is on WWE in a, in a street fight with weapons? Like, what the hell's going on? Like, I can't wait for that reaction from the people that don't know what's going on. Like, I cannot wait for that on Saturday night. Like, you know that's going to be the reaction. Like, you know it is. All right. Well, that is Backlash. I'm looking forward to the other. We'll have a lot of fun. So let's get out of here since Sal is not here. For more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media or watch the show on YouTube, go to theblakeandsalshow.com. Don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show. So we're going to close with um, a brand new song that came off the Lincoln Park Meteora album, the Meteora 20th Anniversary album, and that is Lost. They, be, they actually hit number one on the charts with this song on a retro album. Go figure how that happens. They released one brand new track on the 20th anniversary Meteora album, and that was this song lost, and it was the number one song. That's how big of a park still is in 2023. So there you go. So what you're telling me is Linkin Park is relevant again. Yes, they are. And they're, by the way, their 20th anniversary album is fantastic. I listened to the whole thing. It's fantastic. Got it. So we'll close with Linkin Park. Dad, since we already had the whole South spiel, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live in, please patronize these people because these are the future young men and women uh, that want to come up in the world of professional wrestling, sports, entertainment. You'll be amazed at what the type of characters they are and and the finishing moves and the moves in general because they want to get up into that upper echelon where they want to work for a major company and, and and make something of themselves so please patronize these people um like i said you're gonna be amazed on this and um quick side note for people in the music industry uh 
Gordon Lightfoot passed away the other day at the age of 84. I'm not sure what he passed away from, but I know to me he had a big musical influence. His songs are fantastic. Uh, he was a great entertainer, and uh, in the musical world, he will be surely missed. So uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and his fans and his friends. And, uh, hey, you know, let's make this world a little nicer and try to get along as best we can. So here's the problem. I, I, here's the problem we don't do like celebrity deaths on this show lately because there's too many of them. Because we lost Led Goodman and Jerry Springer and all them too, like in the last week. But like, we, oh, I just yeah. don't want to spend like an hour on the show talking celebrity deaths. That's the problem lately. We've been too no, many so, of so them. So this is this is the only one this week. So yeah, there you go. All right, well, next week. So I'm um, to do next week off as well. So we're going to run the May Archive show a week early. So we're going to do that next week. I'm going to put that together right after this. I have. I'm just going to say. I'm not going to say what it is, but tune in. It is audio that hasn't been heard on this broad on the podcast since it originally aired 10 years ago, and it was lost to a computer crash, and I found the audio, and we're going to air it next week. It's really cool stuff, so join us next week for that. Um, the week after, we'll be back, and we'll hopefully have the brackets for the World Heavyweight Championship, thing, and we'll talk with Sal, and we'll see. I have no idea what's going to happen in two weeks. Also, um, if you missed it, on Monday, we had our um, semifinal NHL, semi, uh, NHL second-round picks. With me, Sal, Mike, and Leandra. And you can see, read the description, because that show got nuts. And I'll admit, I had a bit of a rant. And um, Mike lost his mind. It's definitely, for 15 minutes, there's a lot in there. So go listen to it. Um, That being said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Mark. And you're listening to the Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, we love you guys. And hey, go Devils! so very much goodbye and good night bye bye bitch <laughs>